Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Midweek Cowboy Week. Dan Celio National Football Show. Hope all are doing well. Dude, this is the time of the year. As we get into the third game, I told you this before. You want to get trends on your favorite NFL team after this weekend and then really after Monday night's football because that's Eagles and Cowboys. We're really going to get a sense of your favorite football team. So we're going to take a look at all of these games going into this week and really the significant games. College football's got a great schedule too. So it's going to be an absolutely spectacular day because you know why we have the golden voice of Merrill Reese. Yesterday, we had Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. This week, we're going to put on today, in the second hour, Merrill Reese, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, one of my favorite people to talk Eagles football and really pretty much anything when it concerns that football team, the legendary Merrill Reese. So, Cowboy Week. I've had so many people, you know, tweet me and email me and text me and say, Sills, Eagles and Cowboys, what are you going to learn this week? Well, we're going to learn an awful lot. You know, it's still a small sample size because we're talking theoretically what? Okay? We're still talking right now um, eight quarters of football, right? You got eight, eight quarters. Is that enough for us to sit here and go like this? Great litmus test? No, but I think the Cowboys is going to be quite the list here. Hey, Monkey Mind Bananas, thanks for coming aboard. Kevin, we appreciate it. Hungry Python, Reese is the best. Robert, Dion, love all you guys coming aboard. You know why, too? You know what's great about all of us? We sit here in our little bubble, or as I like to say, our sandbox. Not everybody agrees with one another. You know, quite, hey, you want to hear something crazy? Krause Jr., before we went out, we were barking back and forth. We were talking football. We were doing that. He goes, okay, shut up, man. You're on in eight seconds. So, like, we kind of, like, start our show talking football as we get into this. All right. I, I want to tell you here, and I want to start this off here with, with the Eagles and what they have coming up over the next week or so. Let, let, let's take a listen to this. When I throw these teams out at you, Okay. Smile, check this out. It's Eagles and Cowboys? Not necessarily. You have the Cowboys on Monday night. Then you have a much-improved Panther team. Then you have a much-improved Raiders team. 
Then you have the defending AFC champion Chiefs. Then you have the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Look at these next five games. Cowboys, Panthers, Raiders, Chiefs, Buccaneers. Guys, this is a gauntlet here. Okay? This is a gauntlet. Make the point to you. I'm going to know who Jalen Hurts is after these next five games. Am I right? Alec, thanks for coming aboard. Watch the tape, Robert. Late in nearly every throw and refused to take what the defense gave him. He looked confused. Alec, that's one of the reasons why they don't throw the football across the middle. Krause Jr. asked me that question. How about some more, how much, how about some more passes in the middle of the field? He doesn't see the field right now. He doesn't see the field, okay? That's okay, but young quarterbacks, all of them struggle with that. That's why they roll quarterbacks to the sidelines. That's why they ask you to manage half the field, okay? Appreciate you coming aboard. Trev, I'm going to throw the – I want Trevor and everybody to hear this again, okay? As you guys are all piling in here now, Eagle fans, tell me how you feel about this. You're one and one going into the Cowboy game. Dallas, Panthers, Raiders, Chiefs, Buccaneers. Wow. Holy cow. How many of those games, okay, do you win? Cowboys, Panthers, Raiders, Chiefs, Bucks. Man, that I mean, will you be favored in any of those games? You think you're favored in any of those games? You're not favored in the Dallas game. The Panthers are out to a damn good start here. I think they're undefeated, right? The Raiders are undefeated. They've beaten both the Bills and the Steelers, and they went into Heinz Field. Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City just dropped a tough one to the Ravens. You think you've got the same personnel as the Ravens? I don't know. I, I can't even tell you. Hey, how about this? I can't even tell you who the Ravens' running back is. I <laughs> I have no idea. Some dude named Murray? I don't, I don't know. Kansas City. I'll tell you something about Kansas City. You think Kansas City looks right? Right? You think Kansas City looks right? I think they're still going through some growing pains with that old line. Charles, Dallas, we hate you. <laughs> yeah, right? Dallas, we hate you. Right? Raiders, much improved. Kansas City, as I said, I don't know. I think they look a little different. Buccaneers look great. By the way, Antonio Brown on the COVID list, he has two cleared COVID tests. He'll be able to play against the um, Rams, I believe, on Sunday night. Smile, 66% of Hertz's passes thrown right. I see predictability. Absolutely. Smile, that offense became predictable in the second half of that 49er game. That's exactly correct. Okay? 
That's exactly correct what happened. These defensive coordinators, think about this, Smile. If you pick that up, think of what these DCs are doing right now. Think about what Dan Quinn's doing in Dallas right now. You know what Dan Quinn is doing? Here, here, here's right now how you stop Jalen Hurts. Unless Jalen shows that he can do something different, watch this. Make him throw it. Keep him contained in the box. Don't let him break down the perimeter. Don't let him stress the edges. That's what San Francisco did in the second half. They kept him in the box. They pressured him. They got great pressure in the middle of the lineup for that defensive line. They started getting stress in the middle there with that old line. And the Eagles got away from running the football. It's okay to have a three and out if you're running the ball. But when you go three and out passing, what happens there? Okay? You stop the clock and you give the other team possessions. I'm okay with a three and out with the Eagles if they're running the ball because what you're trying to do right now, if you're the Eagles, your mindset is I've got to limit your possessions. You've got to limit that side of the football's possessions, especially a team like Dallas. By the way, Dallas has an issue right now. And they, they have an issue. Tony Pollard is playing really good football, averaging seven yards a carry for the Dallas Cowboys. That's sensational. Leads the NFL. You know where Ezekiel Elliott is? He's like 29th with a 3-9 average or something like that. 3-9's not horrific, but it's not $10 million. And next year, get this, his salary cap is $18 million. It is an absolutely brutal contract for the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott does not belong on that football team at that price. He is a far cry. By the way, could you see Ezekiel Elliott out of the NFL like Todd Gurley in two years? I surely can. Robert says, despite a relatively low EPA ranking, Tom Brady is so far out ahead of the field in gradings. Absolutely. Number one spot. Robert, it's, it's his efficiency because you're starting to see uh, Gronk become part of the offense once again. Anytime you have a tight end that breaks down linebackers like that and you have somebody in that conversation where you're talking about the greatest of all time, in which he is, and now he's back to being one of the top two tight ends, okay, in the game. I mean, that's what's improved on Brady's efficiency is because the intermediate passing game, Gronk is unguardable. When he's playing like that, Gronkowski's unguardable, man. He is a force to be reckoned with. And when you can get any kind of running attack, which the Buccaneers get running attack, you know how they get a running attack going? That intermediate passing game. I mean, I, I look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to play Ezekiel Elliott in spite of the fact that Tony Pollard is more efficient and has been more effective and more productive. Philly Cat says, you think Nick Sirianni didn't want to show his hand to play in the play calling against the Cowboys? I would say this to you. That's a great – good afternoon, Joey B. Philly Cat, a, a, a um, Krause, put up Philly Cat. Put up Philly Cat for me here because he has a great line here. Do you think Nick Sirianni didn't want to show his hand with play calling for the Dallas game? So, Xander, if you can here, man, Philly Cat has a good spin here. And I'll tell you why that's a good spin. 
that's a good spin because as you got into the game and as you got into the latter part of the game, was there some of that that you didn't want to show your playbook a little bit to, you know, the next game and you didn't want to start unveiling all the tricks? Some of that can be said, sure. Okay, some of that can be. But I would also say this, you know, the one thing you're trying to do right now is you're trying to get comfortable and trying to feel out what Jalen Hurts is. You're trying to figure out what he is capable of doing because we still don't know if he's the guy moving forward. As I said yesterday, bottom line here is, okay, I'm still taking a quarterback in next year's draft. I just don't know how high I'm going to be taking a quarterback. Is it going to be fifth round? fourth round, third round, second round? Am I going to trade into the first round because I'm that sold that we have the guy under center right now? But we are going to learn this. I mentioned those teams to you, okay? I mentioned Dallas, Carolina, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Tampa. Guys, if you don't know who Jalen Hurts is after that run of teams, And get this, those are the next games on the schedule for the Eagles. These are the next group of teams. That's right. Dion says, we will know who Jalen is by week eight. JP, preseason, not showing hand week one, not showing hand. I, 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 I still think the play calling, I still think he's trying to learn. Okay, I still think he's trying to learn. No, no, no. Hey, hey, Krause, hey, Krause Jr. just goes, what I miss, what I miss. I had to just go, I had to go number one here, man. It's all good, dude. It's all good. <laughs> I, I, a guy really had a good spin, really good spin on here. And he was talking about potential play calling maybe late in the game that do you think Sirianni pulled back on the playbook a little bit because he didn't want to show Dallas and put things on tape for Dallas going into Monday night's ball game. I think it is a good take. I think that's a really good take, but Sirianni still has to figure out his quarterback. Ken, appreciate you coming aboard. Robert says Jalen Hurts illustrated that he can use both his arms and his legs to make plays. Okay. Welcome to the NFL, Robert. I mean, it's like thanking me for not robbing a bank. Okay? Yeah? Monkey mind. At least we aren't in Miami situation with Tua. Man, that is a brutal scenario. Hey, and for the record, Tua got banged up, right? His final year at Alabama. Tua got banged up against Buffalo. Just something to keep an eye on. Okay? something to keep an eye on. And people are like, well, you know, is he injury prone or bad luck right now? How about this? I'm going to give him the benefit of bad luck. Hey, real quick here. I want to throw this at you here. As we're talking Eagles and Cowboys and we're sprinkling everything else in, what you guys are also bringing to the table. And do you agree we're going to find out who Jalen is over these next five games? We, we, we will know. Do you agree we will know if we need a quarterback in Philadelphia after Dallas, Carolina, Las Vegas, Kansas City, and Tampa? 
These are the next games in a row. Okay? JP, appreciate it. One thing I got to throw at you here. You ready? So this weekend, Bill Belichick is going to have four starting quarterbacks in the NFL that he drafted. Are you ready? Mac Jones, New England. Jacoby Brissett with the Dolphins. He's starting in place of Tua. Jimmy G in San Francisco. Tom Brady with the Bucks. Five NFL quarterbacks. That Bill Belichick, you know, we could call Bill Belichick the greatest defensive coach in the history of the league. He's got a couple Super Bowl rings, too, being the defensive coordinator for the uh, New York Giants back in the day. Okay? I mean, can you believe what I just read to you? Bill Belichick drafted all four of these quarterbacks, and they're all starting. Mac Jones, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, and Tom Brady. Remember what he did? Um, with guys that were like Matt Castle. Remember Matt Castle? He wasn't even drafted out of USC. I mean, I think he may have been a late-round guy, but you know what? Here's the significant thing. He never started a game at Southern Cal. Matt Castle never started a game at USC. He had Matt Leinart and Carson Palmer there. Matt, think of that for a minute. Matt Castle, and he won a division title in Kansas City, and he won 11 ball games the year Brady went down. That guy knows his quarterbacks, bro. Okay? Knows his quarterbacks. That's incredible that he's got, he's got all these quarterbacks starting. Mac Jones. Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, and Tom Brady. All quarterbacks drafted by Bill Belichick. That's crazy stuff, man. Thomas, it might just take two seasons. We shall Hey, Thomas, you don't have two seasons, man. Hey, hey, Joey B, you like the highlight reel? Somebody at Intercom made that for me, man. Yeah. Uh, this kid, Braden, he really did a nice job. He took some you know, highlights, and yeah, I, I love that highlight reel. He did a really nice job. Okay? Using Dougie P plays so he's not using up his own red zone playbook. Philly Cat, you know, hey, hey, man, that football team needs to get better in the red zone. How about this? They, I hate to say this because nobody in Philly wants to hear this, but you got to get tougher in the red zone. What up, Birdman? You, you, you got to get tougher in the red zone. All right, what's different from this Cowboy team this year than last year? See, this is what we do here, and I, I just want to give you guys a little perspective on how I've broadcast over the years. We, we look at your opponent. The more information that you know about your opponent, the more that you're going to be able to take into this game on Monday night Defense is more explosive, Trevor says. Zach, Zach is healthy. I think you mean Dak. Um, Dak, right. Okay. Those are, those are all good takes. Is the coaching better? Maybe scheme-wise on defense. Oh, yeah, smile. Way to go. Way to go. Hey, Michael Parsons from Penn State. I know that they wanted Patrick Sertan, the kid from Bama. 
but they may have fell into the defensive player of the year on the rookie side by getting that kid because he's been a factor. And with DeMarcus Lawrence going out, they asked him to put his hand in the dirt. He got after Justin Herbert last week. I thought he was a force. Cowboys have better secondary and a, and a quarterback. Sirianni just dropped a dud. McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Okay, those are all good spins, but here, here's the difference on what I see. You know, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday with Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys. You know, that, that whole scenario that they had with hard knocks, Trevor's got it right there. That's, that's the key right there. The Cowboys are running the ball better, and it's not with Ezekiel Elliott. They're running the ball better with Tony Pollard. But the Cowboys are in trouble with that. Because you know why? One guy, you want to hear something? Tony Pollard makes $850,000 for the year. Ezekiel Elliott makes $550,000 a game. Okay? DJ Scooter, why do we have Jordan Howard on the sidelines when he is our only bruising type back? He's better than Sanders and Gainwell. Here, here, here's something, too, DJ. You can't get inside the five-yard line like you did against the 49ers. 49ers are a better roster overall compared to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a better offensive roster. I mean, Jalen Smith is a backup, and he's the highest-paid backup in the NFL right now. I mean, that defense, you had to replace nine guys of the 11 players. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys last year were a train wreck, and you could say 34, 43 front, sure. You can go into that conversation with it. Miz, nice. Play calling, a little bit more aggressive. I think Kellen Moore's doing a little bit more aggressiveness. Here's something, too, to think about it. I would actually say, Miz, that it's a little bit more balanced. Last week, Dak Prescott didn't throw a touchdown pass. That just showed you right there that they're not completely just leaning on him to win ball games. They're trying to establish a running attack and trying to get more balance. Why is that important for Dan Quinn as the offense is trying to get? And by the way, I know you guys are looking at, we're looking at the Cowboys. This is who the Eagles are playing. I just want you to know, okay, that's why we're looking at it through the eyes of fans, analysts, that's how I'm – what is going to be in front of the Eagles on Monday night? That's what we're doing here. Big Bird said Slay should be able to handle Cooper. I'll tell you too, Big Bird. I mean, Amari Cooper, for whatever reason, traditionally has put up some numbers against the Eagles. And I think Nelson and Maddox going at CD can create problems for Dallas. Got to do – in my opinion, because you have a good front four, I'm not going to play zone. If you want to mix it up, that's fine. But to me, when you have a good front four and you're a good pass rushing football team, I'm going to do everything in my power to press coverage these guys. I'm going to press these guys, and I'm going to try to get to the quarterback. And you got to keep that kid contained because his second read is going to be to take off. You want to force the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night into being one thing, and you want them to throw the ball. 
hey, I know you guys are going to say, wait a minute. That's right, Nunez. Press man. That's what I – the Eagles should be doing that. When you have a good front – hey, by the way, do you play man or do you play zone? One is a defense where you bleed to death if you don't have the personnel, you know, over 60 minutes. And the other one is you die quick. At least you know who you are. But the Cowboys, okay, winning football games, it's going to come down to that running attack. It's not going to come down. Let him throw for 800 yards. Nobody cares. You can't let him run for 250 yards. Then the game's over. Game is over if you do that. (laughs) Game is over. All right, I'm going to give you two keys for this game on Monday. I also want to take a look at some of the significant games that are going to be played on Sunday um, and this week in the NFL. We'll do that next. You keep it pinned right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Cilio. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Can you please hit the like button for us? really helps us out a little bit when you do that. And, hey, if you missed any of it, we appreciate you going back and watching it a little bit later on. Meryl Reese will join us in hour number two. We'll get the proud voice of the Philadelphia Eagles in the second hour of the program and get his spin on what he's seen so far. So, you know, we talked about some of the significant games. I think that Buccaneers-Rams game is going to be a hell of a football game this weekend. We're going to learn a lot about both teams. You know, I think everyone is looking at the Rams going, really, they look great. Can they do it when it matters against the teams that matter the most? You know, the competitive teams that are going to be in the conversation for potentially winning a Super Bowl. Will the Rams be in that? I've got the Rams rated pretty high right now. Okay? I got them rated pretty high. So, um, I'm looking forward to that game. I'm looking forward to seeing how Matthew Stafford plays against Tom Brady. I already know what Brady's going to do. Brady's going to be ready. When is he never ready in those games? You know, I mean, it's funny. Brady versus the quarterback is never the story. It's the quarterback versus Brady. Look at what the Bucs have done in the last 10. I mean, Brady's averaging like over 300 yards passing. I mean, they're 10-0. and they beat uh, Drew Brees twice. They beat Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They have beat Dak Prescott. I mean, the Buccaneers right now are hitting on all cylinders because Brady is the guy. There's just no getting around that. And you know what? Again, I just want to make sure that I throw that stat out to you, too. That How, how incredible is it that Belichick knows quarterbacks? Isn't it crazy that four former New England Patriots quarterbacks are going to be starting in the NFL this weekend, Jacoby Brissett, Mac Jones, current one. He's not former, but Jimmy G and Tom Brady. That's crazy, man. Uh, Monkey Mind says, Hertz is number two in PFF. You're not taking that guy over Russell Wilson. I could put 10 quarterbacks, 15 quarterbacks ahead of Jalen Hurts. Come on, Monkey Mind. You know better than that, man. It's a clickbait website. Because they, you're out of the gate with two significant performances that kind of put you in a light where you're efficient. I mean, I thought in the second half of that football game against the 49ers, did you really think Jalen Hurts was efficient? I thought he was decent. Decent's not going to win. What did Gary Cobb say early in the week? 12 completions is not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I, I, Joey, you're not calling them out. No, not, 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 not calling them out. I just, I'm calling PFF out. I think that thing is a weak-ass website. Last year, they had the Dallas Cowboy rosters ranked as the number one roster in the NFL, and I went, where do you see that? And as the Dallas Cowboys started to get run over, I was like, that number came down, I mean, within a matter of three games, PFF, and it's Collinsworth's group. So Chris knows how to play the media angle with that thing. I'm going to tell you one more time, the greatest analyst in all of sports um, are the people in Vegas. These are the guys that set the lines. These are the guys that put the money up. They put the bags of money on the table. They set the over-under. 
You know, those are the guys that you really look at. Guys from PFF, man. Look, here, know this. What's the number one team to talk about if you're a sports talk dude? If you're in Philadelphia, here, here, I'm going to give you guys just a lesson in broadcasting. When you're in Philly, dude, the people in Philly, would ha- would they'd rather have you talk about what you did with your girlfriend walking down Broad Street than to hear you talking about the Detroit Lions. Give a crap about that. However, when you bring up Cowboys and Philly, that's going to oh, – Boston. Chicago, Pittsburgh, anytime you bring the Cowboys up, it's always going to be top of topics because they're a ratings magnet. Hey, I want to throw this out real quick as well. The ratings for college and pro football, okay, have been insane. They have been insane. Hey, monkey mind, I know what you're feeling, brother. I get it. I get it. I I get it. Yes. Hey, thank you, guys. Please hit the like button. You guys are wonderful, man. Thank you. Thank you. Means a lot. Means a lot that you guys add to the show, too, man. It's really totally dope. Okay? Really means a lot. But if I had to look at some of the games real quick before we get back into the Eagles and the Cowboys, I asked you this question, too. Charles, thank you, brother. Those are my guys. Jacob Media, those are my guys. Really love the dudes. I'm going to be interesting in this Washington and Buffalo game. Okay? Monkey, man, you're totally dope. Dude, you're dope, man. Thank you. Washington, Buffalo. How about this Chargers in Kansas City? Hey, Monkey, you're, you're awesome. Dude, man, I love you guys. It's my favorite show I do. I mean it. It's my favorite show that, how about this? This is probably my favorite show I've done in the last 10 years. I really loved what I was doing on the Mighty 1090, but I really, I really love this thing. Hey, it's making me, how about this, Joey? It's making me go like this, the radio. I don't know. You know, it's making me go like this. Plus, you get to see Big Sills. We got to figure out a way, though, guys, so we can get you guys on voice, too. Got to figure it out. Because, hey, we'd be arguing, going back and forth. This thing would be a train wreck, and I love train wrecks. That's why I watch Mike Tyson. Nah, Monkey, you're awesome, dude. Kevin. That's right, man. Kevin, you get to talk to real people who are real sports fans. And you know and you know what the really cool thing is, too? You, you guys know what the really cool thing is? Cilio, you're full of shit. Okay, look at the numbers. I'm not going to sit here and give up on Jalen. And you know what? Nobody's mad at anybody. You can't do that in normal mainstream because you know what happens in normal mainstream? Then you get called a racist. Oh, my God, in the radio business? Hey, I'll I'll tell you guys a story. So years ago in 2012, I, I mistakenly said three monkeys. Okay? Mistakenly said it on the air. It was a mistake. They called me. I was like, racist? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) And they're like, oh, no, you are. Because I know you. I'm like, yeah, okay, you do, do you? Steve says I'm full of it. Steve, this this just in. Really? What gave that away? 
Steve says I'm full of shit. Really, Steve? Congratulations. Give that guy the 20 bucks. Really, congratulations to you. Everybody on the air is full of shit, Steve. Are you crazy? <laughs> hey, Steve's breaking out. He's, he's, he's breaking down. Okay, people doing sports. Saying they're full of BS. Wow, what an epiphany. Go get him, Steve. You should be, you know what? You, you should be a consultant. <laughs> you should be a consultant. Steve, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> hey, Steve, really? I know I am. I get told that by my aunt, my daughter, and my wife every day. Uh, hey, hey, so you know, Steve, check it out. Every time I get a little bit crazy and I start giving a little bit of my, like, political spin, my wife will say this to me. Watch this. Hey, they barely listen to you. Get this, Steve. Get this. But my wife goes like this. They barely listen to you for your sports, okay? Nobody cares about your politics. Everybody thinks you're an asshole anyway. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait, what, what, what is that? And then oh, my wife will go, don't get too sensitive here, okay? Okay? Don't get, yeah, 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 he did, didn't he? I love you, dude. I, hey, that's really great, man. Thank you. Yes to Jerry Jones. Oh, my God, Kevin. Kevin just said that Jalen's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Dude. Ty Bishop, do you think Watson should play more? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Especially getting him to go deep. That's your deep threat, dude. Remember that guy? What was that guy's name that was made of balsa wood? Who was that guy that was made of balsa wood? Oh, yeah, that's right, Deshaun Jackson. Okay? That guy could be that replacement. Throw him the pill more, man. Steve, thank you, man. That's really kind of you. I want to see Jalen under center more. That's a good spin. Hey, a-hole. <laughs> it's my name. <laughs> hey, I thought my name was son of a bitch for 30 years. No, I thought my name was blank. My grandfather used to call me a blank. I thought my name was blank Cilio for like ever. What a blank. <laughs> Their grandfather would go, what a blank. He goes, you're easy. Yeah, I thought my name was blank for 10 years. <laughs> uh, right? Paper mache. Hey, paper mache Jackson. Oh, hey, is he playing for the Rams now? Or is he hurt again? Let me guess. He's probably on an IR in the Caribbean. Hey, Ma. I'm Deshaun Jackson. I stole money from Philly. Now I stole some money from, you know, the Rams. Ella. Ella. Me not kind. I'm going to steal my money. I stole it from the Eagles. Now I'm stealing from the Rams. My name is Deshaun. And I know not to play. When my leg hurts, please tell me go away. Hey. I'm sorry I did that to you. And I know that you guys basically just lost about, let me see. You guys basically just lost about three minutes of your life. I'm sorry. Silvia Belafonte, very good call. 
Very good call. DJX didn't play last week. Of course he didn't. You kidding me? He's probably soaking his toe. My my toe hurts. Where's Alshon Jeffries? Alshon, if you play, I'll play. Oh, I'm not going to play. <laughs> then I'm not playing. And then guess what? Wentz can throw to the garbage pails that we know he cannot hit. Yes. But I really like Nikki Falls. But I really, Nikki Falls. Hey, here, here, watch this. Here, here, here's all the guys. One for the homie. One for the homie. I just poured out for the homie. That was for Nick. That was Deshaun and um, Alshon. Okay, for the homie. Oh. <laughs> hey, Philly, you know what I hate? Philly cat, you know what I hate, dog? Okay? I hate people who don't show up and steal money, man. That dude showed up in Philadelphia. Both them cats showed up in Philadelphia, and you know what? They didn't produce, man. You catch that football in New Orleans, man. Eagles may be in the, another NFC championship game. What does it do? It hits his bricks, falls to the ground. Before you know it, everybody's moaning. Poor that 40. So wait a minute now. You put that cold 45 in there, man. Hey, you, hey, hey, monkey mind. I didn't know what a, I didn't know what a 40 was until I got to Miami. Sirianni for Prez. Wentz had the Pennsylvania name. Great name. <laughs> Wensylvania. <laughs> oh, man. Not, hey, we, we got to come up with something with an uh, – yeah, I sprained all four of my ankles in one play. Carson. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. Charles, man. There you go. Seals, we drink 40s when we're in uh, in Philly. Dude. Yeah, man. Hey, I go, so Jerome, what's a 40? He goes, come on, man. We'll give you a cold 45, man. Or Schlitz malt liquor. I was like, a Schlitz malt liquor? Mm. Or Paps. I go, Doug, Paps's are like $1.28 a cup. Or no, a pitcher. Okay. Oh, King Cobra. I've had a few of them. Hey, I've had a few of them, dog. Mad dog. Hey, 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 smile. Guys, I'm going to tell you real quick before we get back in Eagles and Cowboys. So, Big Sills, when he was in college, his friend, Boone's Farm. How you doing? So, you, you, people on the West Coast don't know White Castle. You guys know White Castle, right? White Castle. Man, when you're hammered at night and you're in college, and this was my Maryland. Hey, hey, wait a minute now. Hey, oh, hey, oldie. Oldie. <laughs> Holy cow, man. White Castle, check it out. So my freshman year at Maryland, one of the reasons I got thrown out, now besides throwing a guy out of the window, um, big sales, man. I do this. Hey, lame fame. Thank you, man. Get this. So I, 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 I get these, like, uh, two uh, bottles of Mad Dog. 
this is before we go out. I gun these two. I mean, it's dollar forty nine. I'm like, just give me three of them bitches. Dollar forty nine, Mad Dog, man. Hey, it smells like um, it it it, it smells and it tastes a little bit like um, you know, grape syrup. So I I drink those things. After three bottles, look at this. Hold on. I'm walking around D.C. like this. Look. Somebody goes like this. Oh, no, no. Hey, Mike. Let's go get something to eat. So I walk into this White Castle. I go, give me 20 of them things. (laughs) You know, people go like this. Watch this. Give me two. Give me two, okay? Give me two um, uh, White Castles. I went, give me 20. Dog, I got back to my apartment, and I wolfed these things down. Hey, hey, Mad Dog would bump you. That guy's dope right there, man. Hey, hang on. I, I, eat these, um, I eat these 20 burgers, these White Castle things. You would have thought I was breaking grapes in my shower. Sun's open. Oh, it was terrible. Mad dog was. I never drank it again. I never. Man, you talk about sweating. Holy cow. Man. Hey, I was, I was, I was like this. What am I, what am I breaking grapes? What am I standing on? Oh, those are the hamburgers I just. <laughs> All right, enough of that, man. Hey, I know it's lunchtime for some of you. I didn't mean to ruin your appetite. Let's get back into this thing here, man. Holy crap. All right. Keys are going to be this. Okay. Hey, Ken, they, Kevin, they were, man. Ready? Breaking grapes. Under my toes. I had White Castle meat under my toenails. What the hell is my doing, man? I was like, I was like the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> oh, crystals ain't bad too, homie. <laughs> oh, you're right, though, man. Hey, hey, I like this, man. What am I doing here, man? Look at, like I was walking like Frankenstein. What's under my feet? Oh, those are the burgers I ate. Yeah. yeah. Seriani for Prez, you're a funny dude, man. Whew. Wow, man. I, it just makes me sweat thinking of that. When you crossfaded. No, you get that Everclear, you know, you're like this. What's that? <laughs> What's that, man? Oh, my God. Me hanging out with Luke, two live crew, running security for him. Yeah, here's this, here's this Italian kid. I'm not white, you know. You know Big Seals isn't white. You, 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 you understand this. Big Seals isn't white. 
I'm Italian. What you doing? <laughs> white guys don't run fast like me. <laughs> no, white guys. Well, well, I used to run fast. Now I could. Now I fall down a lot. Joey B, I'm Italian. Actually, yes, Italian. Yeah, third person. <laughs> Big Sill. Yes, I guess. Oh, my God. I've done the proverbial Deion Sanders moment here, haven't I, monkey mind? Yeah, Dan Cilio. You know, that Dan Cilio is a good dude, man. This Dan Cilio. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm this Dan Cilio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Olive. <laughs> What's your skin color? I am a green olive. Or, I know it's not fashionable to say today, um, a cucumber, because, you know, the emoji doesn't usually mean, but then again, maybe the emoji fits. Cilio's a cucumber. Huh. Actually, it would more be like an eggplant. So am I eggplant? Do you know that that's what... Hey, do you know what Vinny Testaverde, you know what Testaverde's name means in uh, Italian? Testaverde, green head. Just keeping score. All right. Back to Monday night. One more time on reading these, on these teams. Guys, Cowboys, Panthers, Raiders, Chiefs, Buccaneers. Yeah, Joey, it means green head. Let's <laughs> call you Dan. Dangerous. Oh, my God, my grandpa used to call me Dangerous Dan. I never knew what it meant. He was goofing on me, of course. Okay. Dangerous Dan. I got a picture of me, like, in all the newspapers back in the day when I was, uh, when I was doing something. And... um. And I was like sacking the quarterback. My grandfather would do this to me. Here he comes, Mr. Hornblower. That's what my grandfather used to call me. Okay. Mr. Hornblower. Look at him. Hey, man. He's a hornblower. That's what my grandpa used to call me. Hornblower. Okay. Hey, Carson Wentz. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Carson Wentz. Was in practice today. I just got a text message. Wentz went through practice with all four of his ankles hurt. I, I don't know. You know, high ankle sprain, low ankle sprain. I think he's hurt his heart. You guys have soured me on Wentz. I'm going to blame Krause Jr. for that, too. I'm blaming Krause Jr. for that. I was all for Wentz going to the Colts. Yeah, man. Yeah. And after a while, man, that guy sucks. He's got no heart. No heart. Okay? Nothing. Couldn't show any heart. And, and now I'm doing this. The guy broke his, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something dirty, but I better not because my aunt watches. Okay? Hey, what was the injury what was the injury that Carson Wentz – what is the injury that Carson Wentz had last week? Well, he's no longer a virgin. 
I don't know. I mean, this guy hurts everything, man. You know? He's no longer a virgin. I don't know. Wentz is a bum. <laughs> Ankle sprain. Hey, wait a minute, Steve. You better hope this guy plays, man, because if you want to get a first-round draft choice out of that guy, monkey mind, this is the third time that he's brought this up. Okay? <laughs> Roger Smith, Indy will bench him to block the condition. Oh, my God, Roger, that is right. Absolutely, Roger. Absolutely. You're dead right. If they see that they're going nowhere, they'll sit his ass at the end of the year to take the conditional off it. Absolutely correct. You're 100% right, man. Wentz is a voodoo doll. <laughs> okay. Green Bay 49ers, too. We're going to find out a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers. You see Aaron Rodgers now? Aaron Rodgers now going like this on the Pat McAfee show. By the way, I love Pat. Pat's a good friend. And McAfee, like, he gets out there and he goes out there on that Pat McAfee show. You know, man, I don't know where the media gets this from. You know, I'm just a guy who has Zen thoughts. And, um, you know, you know, I, I, I believe in stars and the connections and life and, you know, when you sprinkle the Zen dust on my playbook, it just comes alive like it's an opera that Mozart put together. You know, Beethoven's and the Sixth Symphony comes to mind. You know, when I was in Hawaii and I was playing the banjo with Tiny Tim, and Tiny Tim and I were trying to bang out a song, Why Is Aaron So Sad? It, it, it came to me. That's when I became to follow the Zen practices. And, hey... And, you know, I was like, you know, wondering why they don't like me in Green Bay. Is it because I don't like cheese? I'm more of a, you know, Chardonnay guy, not a beer drinker guy. You know, Green Bay is really fickle with that. You got to be a beer drinker. You know, I don't really fit in like Favre, you know. Favre fit in with oxycodones and beers. You know, I'm more of a... <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> he, he, he fit in more with oxycodones and beers. You know? It's kind of the... Yeah, right. Monkey mind. He's a Zen Buddhist. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, hey, Joey, oxycodones and beers upsets my stomach. I have projectile vomiting. I couldn't do it for more than a day. Doctor gave me back pains. He says, here, try these oxycodones. I threw up all over myself. I said, I'm out. I said, no, that's all right. I'll hang with the 800 Advils. Okay, but, you know. <laughs> no, Midal is more for Wentz, Sirianni. You missed it. Midal goes to Wentz. Okay, he's, he's more the Midal guy. Wake, I'm not saying anything today. Wick, that's a take of the hour so far. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I just got my jaw open. 
Okay. So we went from 40s to Mad Dog to Oxycodones. It's quite the show, isn't it? <laughs> this is quite the show. I mean, hey, you could talk about Cowboys, Eagles, Oxycodones, Mad Dog 2020, and 40s. Oh, and, and White Castle. Told you, man, we're like Jim McKay here. And for those of you who don't know, read a book. We span the globe. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, are, are, are we one thing, though, a little bit disappointed after the Niner game? After everything has been said and done? Okay, are we, are, are we a little bit disappointed that the Eagles weren't tougher at the point of attack in the second half of that game? Okay. Were we, were, 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 were we a little bit disappointed? I say it just like John McMullen said it. The Eagles dominated the 49ers in the first half of that football game. What changed for the Eagles, though, as that game went on? Was it here? Guys, think of this for a minute here. Was it the fact that Kyle Shanahan had better adjustments at halftime? Was it, was it the fact that he got out? How about this? Do we agree Sirianni potentially got out coached in the second half of that game? And when they went into halftime, they started making the adjustments. Yeah, hey, monkey money, no adjustments on the Eagle side, but massive adjustments on, you know, the 49er side. Is that what we're saying? I think that's we're saying the same thing here. Mike says, not as pissed as some games makes me, but not ha- – yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's kind of how I felt, Mike. I wasn't I – w- I wasn't, like I said, when I was on with, with Krause Sr., I, I'm not down. I'm going to learn more. That's why I keep bringing up these games here. These next five ball games, dude, you're going to know if you're going to be a true contender or you're not. Demon OTL says, do you think this game will be high scoring? The Eagles don't have enough offense, Demon, to be high scoring. They've got to keep this game 28-20. Because if the Cowboys get 40 points, you were rolled. That offense does not have 40-point capability yet. Your wide receivers are still in the infant stages of being developed. Your running game is by committee. You can't get in a shootout with them. Monkey mind. Yes, Eagles, it was 60% not getting in the end zone. Before they have 40%, no adjustments. Roger says... They were tough, but when Graham went down, and, and, and Roger, that happens a lot of times, too. When you lose significant guys, like when you lost Brooks and Graham, dude, you're sitting on the sidelines going like this. Hey, you know, those are two of our horses. Okay, those are two of our horses. Birdman says that changed everything, the injuries to Graham and Brooks. I thought both guys. Hey, I, I'm I'm not going to throw shade on Brooks, but here, how many years is this now that he's been hurt? He he missed last year too, right? How many years has this guy been hurt? You know, do you think we go after a true number one wideout, Victor? You need a back. You need a running back. 
got to get a back back there, man. I don't want to build my football team, Victor, from the perimeter in. Let's build it from the inside out, O-line to wide receiver, not vice versa. You have all those great wideouts, and your offensive line is breaking down, no running game, and you have an inexperienced quarterback, and the play caller still has work to do. Howard is, watch this, he's a B actor. Okay, he's a B actor. And by the way, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just going like this. They need, what? Hey, I'll say this to you about the Cowboys. The Cowboys next year will not have Ezekiel Elliott on that football team unless he restructures his contract. Do you know that he is $18.5 million against the salary cap next year? Never happened. And by the way, if I were the Eagles, I wouldn't want him because I think he's at the beginning stages of Todd Gurley disease. Okay? I think he's at the beginning stages. You know what that is? That's sitting here going like this. Hey, you know? You're almost finished. All right. Merrill Reese will join us in hour number two. So hang in there. We'll get back to all your takes. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. 
Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Yeah, my wife uh, just informed me. She's like, listen, I'm not going to have to, like, give you mouth-to-mouth or anything or, like, you know, pump your heart because you know how you get sometimes. And I'm like, no, not that you would. <laughs> right? Not, 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 not that you would. Hey, Mel Reese at the bottom of the hour, voice of the Eagles. We'll talk to our friend. Hey, by the way, can I start this off in this hour by doing this? Ben, Ben, please play in Philly. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what this guy wants Eagle fans and Sixer fans to do and the people in Philadelphia to do. Hey, Ben. I'm so sorry for the way we treated you after your meltdown and after you showed what a cowardly shooter you are in the playoffs. I'm sorry we said that. You know, I mean, please, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Can you see people in Philly going like this? Ben, we want you to stay. Doc Rivers is doing everything he can right now to try to save the trade value of that player, okay? But here's the problem. Doc Rivers should have did this the first second he had a chance to. Instead of the Sixers in the organization looking for a scapegoat and somebody to torch, they should have said this. No, this is on all of us. Ben's a major part of our organization. Even in the back of your minds, you knew the guy's a turd and you want to get rid of him. You don't go out there publicly and all of a sudden throw the guy under the bus and then do this. Well, now we want you back because the only reason we want you back is to try to save the trade value. Right now, you couldn't get nickels or skittles for the guy because everyone knows you're trying to dump the guy. You basically pulled a Howie Roseman when it came to dealing with Carson Wentz. This is a prime example of showing you how not to go out after the emotions of everything and throw your emotions in front of the Philly fans. The worst thing that organizations in Philadelphia do, okay, the worst thing that they do is they go and show the fans how they feel. Don't ever show Eagle fans, Boston fans, Chicago fans, Don't ever show those fans how you feel because they're going to hold it against you. Because now you know what everybody's going to say that our Sixer fans, dude, you should have said this crap and you should have said this shit at the beginning, you know, when you were talking about dealing the guy. Now you want to come back and you want to kiss and make up? That guy's long gone, man. He's somewhere in Instagram hell. He's chasing skirts in Southern California. He's lost Philly. He has no intention of ever playing in Philly again. But then again, the Sixers had no intention of ever playing him again. But they played the public relations game wrong. 
another organization. Eagles did it. Sixers are now doing it. Okay? First thing they do, well, we're going to have an open quarterback battle between Wentz and Hurts. Why would you say that? The Dolphins and Chris Greer and Brian Flores, as soon as the season was over, the Dolphins go, two is our guy. Even though they were kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson. Alex, you couldn't get Barney Rubble for Ben Simmons right now. You couldn't get Barney Rubble. I mean, every OKC, dude, everybody in the league is going to go to Philadelphia and hold that team hostage. We're not giving you any star player. Okay? Why would I do that? Yeah, Barney Rubble. No, I'm showing you the difference, Birdman, on how you don't do business when it comes to dealing potential players publicly. Because fan bases like Philadelphia are going to hold your ass and your feet to the fire. Like, look, here, here's Howie Roseman's big issue. Howie Roseman's big issue was this. Well, you know, we'll have an open quarterback competition. And it's an open job. What a dumbass. Why would you, why would you go there? Because what, the people in Philly want to hear that? Wouldn't you love the Sixers? But Simmons played, play, he did, Dev. But the Sixers, do you know what happened to the Sixers? The Sixers fell. I'll take Kyrie for Ben. Hey, Victor. You got a better chance of the world being flat. <laughs> okay? I'll give you a Kyrie Irvinism. You got a better chance of the world being flat on trading Kyrie Irvin for Ben Simmons. The world's flat. <laughs> okay? But the here here hey. But here's the difference, man. Okay? He played him. And what did they do? You know what? I'll tell you something. Crouchy Jr., you know, he's just not a button pusher. He actually has some really good takes. You know what he said? Why would you throw the guy under the bus like that? That's on you too, Doc. They should have all fell on the sword. Instead, guess what they did? They wanted Simmons to fall on the sword. And if you were going to trade him, you should have protected him. Of all the players, you should have blamed and beat Joel Embiid because you know why? You were going to give him an extension anyway. And Embiid, as the leader of the team, should have fell on the sword. This is me. Could have protected Simmons. Typical emotional response by an organization who doesn't sit back and give it the 24-hour rule. Okay, right? The 24-hour rule is always the best because why does that do it? It gives you a chance to reflect and how you want to approach something. And it gives you a little bit more clear mind because sometimes the emotion that you have is the worst position you can be in. It's how you're feeling, but that might not be the area and the direction that you have to take that player. Am I right? 
the world is flat society. Yeah, run by the president, Kyrie Irving. You know what I hate about a guy like Kyrie Irving? Here's Ky- here, here's me doing Kyrie Irving. And by the way, when I was doing sports talk radio in Boston, I had the same issues, and the guy didn't like me either, but I'll tell you what the problem was. Here's Kyrie. Hey, guys. Great to be a Celtic. Here's Kyrie on Tuesday. I'm not speaking to the media today. Okay. Here's Kyrie Wednesday. I want to be a Celtic for the rest of my life. Rest of my life. I want my name up in them banners. Here's Kyrie Thursday. Well, everybody around here in Boston, you know, the racist. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> Fan base hates me, and, you know, I hate them too. Here's Kyrie Friday. Um, I've got a personal day that I have to take. <laughs> Here's Kyrie Irving. Jesus Christ, guy. Holy cow. Hey, <laughs> Boston, Brian. <laughs> no, yes, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the um, national football show. Yeah, yeah. Nunez goes like this, you know. He, he's bipolar. You know, well, you understand something. Dr. Cilio here. Okay, I don't, you know, traditionally, like, give diagnosis out on the National Football Show. But, you know, I, since I could play um, being a doctor today, yeah. Okay, if you, if you want to diagnose him that, sure. <laughs> World's flat, man. Did you go to Duke? Or is that dunk? Did you go to, you went to Duke, right? I know you only played one game there. But you did go to Duke, right? No, no, no. I went to Dunk. Okay? Okay, I went to the Dunk Blue Devils. It, 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 it's, it's part of the Harlem Globetrotters. No, no, I thought you went to Duke and you played for Shisesky, at least for a game. No, 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 I, I played for Dunk. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I think Dr. Seuss has more qualifications, Kevin, than I do. It'd be like me telling you vaccinations or no vaccinations. I mean, you know, it's always good when you hear sports talk guys always doing this. Go get your vaccination. Or how about an NFL coach or some tool that's on the news media? You're killing everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, doctor. Or are you just playing one? Thank you, Don Lamont. <laughs> man. You know, if Don Lamont tells you to get a shot, you know, Dr. Lamont, you know, make sure you get a good shot with Dr. Lamont. Oh, I better stop because Krause will say, okay, biorhythms or like, you know, whatever those things are called. College football games this weekend. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Chicago. Notre Dame. Catholics versus the convicts. You know, we beat the piss out of those guys 58 to 7 one year. Beat the piss out of them. Woo! Worst ass kicking. Okay? Worst ass kiss- kicking in the history of the school. 58 to. Was it 58 7? It was 58. We beat them by 51 points, whatever the hell it was. And I went to a Catholic school. 
Okay. I went to a Catholic school then. You beat God's team. <laughs> we did? Well, touchdown Jesus took a knee today. Oh, my God, did I get killed in the media for that? I got killed that day, man. Somebody goes like this. Hey, Sills, you guys beat the hell out of Notre Dame. I went, yeah, well, touchdown Jesus took a knee. <laughs> man, did I get man, did I get killed for that? Oh, man. I said a lot of nutty things back then. Breaky, can you read the rankings with college football? Dude, there are five teams right now. Bama, Georgia, Oregon, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. Those are your teams that right now are at least showing that they look like they're going to be pretty decent this year. Um, I, I, I really I, – I, I, was, I was not high on UCLA like everybody else was. Clemson – Clemson will roll back up again, Birdman. After that loss to Georgia, they'll, they'll roll back up into – they'll probably take over for A&M. Alec, we settled it the other day. Third and four shots prevent sprained ankles. <laughs> lost the Notre Dame title in 1988. Georgia has the best defense in the country. They sure do. They really do. It's really, it's really a great – it's really a great defensive football team. So, so Aaron Rodgers is now coming out, guys. Would you want Aaron Rodgers in Philly? Would you want Aaron Rodgers in Philly? He's going to be a free agent. Would you take that guy in Philly? Birdman, no chance. How about this, Birdman? That's the best thrower of the football in the history of the league. Take a look at his quarter, his quarterback rating and his touchdown to interception rating, ranking, and that ratio. What do you have, 44 touchdowns and six picks last year? You're telling me with Devontae Smith and Aaron Rodgers, you wouldn't take that. Nunez, you wouldn't. Ken, you ain't getting Lamar. He's a raven for life. Wow, Roger, no. Roger's just going to be a free agent. Oh. He couldn't handle Philly. <laughs> he could barely handle Green Bay. I know, Birdman. I, I, hey, I said the best talent. Not the best quarterback. Okay, would we not agree Lamar Jackson is more athletically gifted than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? That don't mean he's the best quarterback at that position. I still, Eagles traded away the pick that Lamar Jackson was taken with. Hey, yeah, know what though, man? Breaking. Nobody. There were, there were general managers that were in the NFL that were saying he should try out for wide receiver. Hey, smile. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady couldn't jump over a ruler. Those guys are not the most athletic guys on the planet. Hey, no, 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 Birdman. There's, a, there's different distinctions. Usually the guys that are the most athletic guys at the position don't traditionally win. I mean, Steve Young was athletically gifted at why at quarterback he was athletically gifted ran four fives 
Birdman, I want a Super Bowl, not talent. I get it. I get it. And I think his moodiness gets in the way of him winning. No, he's not built for Philly. Wow. You wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers in Philadelphia. You take that risk at 32. Yeah, he's 39, right? 38, something like that. Nobody knew Lamar was going to be that. No way. Nunez, I'm one of those guys. I thought he'd be out of the league in five years. I was dead wrong. I am a giant fan. I love watching him play. Should have won more than six games. What do you think of the Eagles trade for Michael Thomas from the Saints? Yeah, but who, who's the quarterback? Hurts? No, but, but Alec, get this. Think about this for a second. The Green Bay Packers have had Favre and Rodgers for 30 years as quarterbacks. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've been to four Super Bowls and won two. I think. I mean, that's not a very good record for the entire organization. John, I'm with you, man. I, 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 you give me an opportunity to trade for two years. I get Aaron Rodgers for two years, 39 and 40, 41 maybe, get a third year out of him. I don't see that guy's skills going down. Man, you give me Rodgers too. Discount double check somewhere else. Okay. Our Anthony says over 50 Philly versus Dallas. Really? They think that thing's going to be 28-25 like that? Yeah, that sounds right, though. That sounds right. Smile. Michael Thomas is a freelancer. You need a quarter. Uh, you know what, though? Smile. You really think that he doesn't run precise routes in New Orleans when you had Drew Brees down there? I don't think so. I think he's a good route runner. Okay? That's one thing, though, that you do find out, though, when you get these um, wide receivers out of Ohio State sometimes. They kind of freelance a little bit in there, don't they? Nunez says, Dan, Hurts will be the next big story this year. Well, Dallas, Panthers, Raiders, Kansas City, and Bucks. we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Rodgers will be a Bronco because of John Elway. Ken says, 27-17 Cowboys. Oof. Take the under. I'm, I'm with people. I, I, I think, I don't know. Well, wait a minute. Well, 28-20? Something like that? All right. We're, we're going to effort our friend Merrill Reese. I know Merrill's been working pretty hard today, so hopefully we can catch him and get him on here. We're going to talk a little Philadelphia Eagles with one of our friends, and we will catch up with him. Okay. And you keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. 
Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show. By the way, guys, do me a favor. See the like button. Please hit it. Really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. It means a lot that you guys take time out of your day to come aboard with us here, too. Thank you so much. It means a lot. You know what, too? I'm learning how to, you know, I'm not really like a stream dude. And, you know, I'm like, I'm learning this and I'm really liking it because it gives me an opportunity you know, to go back and do old school stuff a little bit. Like when I first started in sports talk radio almost 30 years ago, you know, you get a chance to see what people want to talk about. You know what happens to hosts today? Their egos get in the way so bad. What they do is, well, hell, let's talk about this. Nobody in the room or nobody on the air or nobody listening gives a crap what you're saying. Dude, please. Okay. (laughs) You're not that polarizing. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're not that polarizing guy. Okay, we're here to talk about what we want to talk about, Junior. So, yeah, I get it, man. It's a great way to learn and to go back to the fundamentals. And that's kind of what we're doing here with 
you know, the Eagles and how they're going about their 2021 season. They're kind of putting the building blocks back together again. You know, you, you know what? I heard something that Peyton Manning said on the broadcast on Monday night. You know what he said? When you get a new coaching staff and you get new formula and you get a new playbook, you've got to almost recondition your mind and you've got to relearn everything over again because the terminology is completely different. Okay? And I think that's so essential, especially for the veteran guys that are on the Eagles right now. You know, all that stuff that they learned with Doug and with Frank and all those guys, they've got to kind of like recondition their minds right now because this is a brand new approach with Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. And so you're learning again the fundamentals. And that's why there's been, it seems, a little bit more teaching from this staff compared to what we've seen over the last three years, right? I mean, look, when you get your playbook and you've been in a system for an extended period of time, only the new nuances that you add, maybe play-wise, scheme-wise, maybe a blitz, maybe a stunt, maybe a package or something like that, um, that's, that's the only thing. So you're kind of like adding into the book when you get a brand new coaching staff or you leave the building and you go somewhere else. That's why I tell you what Tom Brady did last year, winning a Super Bowl on Zoom call conferences or Zoom conference calls. This guy won a Super Bowl doing Zoom calls. Well, guys, this is what we have to do. I mean, they were doing study hall over Zoom conference calls. They didn't have a lot of practice time. And then as the season went on, I think it was the Chicago game after they got beaten and had all their pre-snap penalties. They've gone on some sort of psychotic run. They've won 10 games in a row. Hey, if you beat the Buccaneers, and can the Rams beat the Buccaneers? Rams can beat the Buccaneers. They've got personnel that can do it. Okay? They've got the personnel settings that can do it. And they've got the quarterback who is now feeling like he's back at Georgia. It's a brand new, like, you know, leash on life here for him where he's getting the ability to throw plus 25 plays. Remember something, too. When he was in Detroit, he didn't really have that type of affordability to be able to run the ball. All right. Speaking of running the ball, you know what I love? And one of the things that I've been fortunate enough to do, yesterday I had my friend Brad Sham on, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, and now I'm getting an opportunity to talk to my friend Merrill Reese, and he joins us now here on the National Football Show. Merrill, how you doing, my friend? I am well, Dan. How are you? Very good. Merrill, after the first two games, just, you know what, I, I feel like this going into this game against Dallas on Monday night. Okay, 17 points they give up. They give up only six points. You know that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I feel really good on where they are. Are there improvements to be made offensively? Of course there are. But just your sense of how you're seeing this team after the first two games. Dan, I'm, I'm still in the learning process of figuring out where they are or how good they are or what their needs are. We're learning a lot about them uh, in the first couple of weeks because we sure didn't learn a lot during the summer where they had short practices without tackling. They had preseason games without regulars. So I under normal under normal circumstances, 
I think September is a feeling out process throughout the National Football League. It's not like teams come charging into the season and we say, oh, they've got it all. Uh, September has a lot of surprises to it. So I'm encouraged about certain aspects of the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. But he is still in the learning process. You talk about the Cowboys. You talk about two quarterbacks next week. Dak Prescott, who is in his sixth year, and Jalen Hurts, who just completed a sixth start. That's a big difference. Absolutely here. And, and do you agree to hear Merrill a little bit here that we're going to we're going to find out a little bit more about this Eagles team because I want to throw the games that you have coming up here. You've got Dallas, you've got the Panthers, the Raiders, Kansas City, and the Buccaneers. I think after this five-game stretch, we're pretty much going to know who we are here when we go forward after these five games. Do you agree? Either that or run for cover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a pretty daunting task that you just outlined. Absolutely, and I think, you know what? You know, I saw them in the opener against the Falcons. I was really good. I, I, I watched that, that 49ers game, and I said this, Merrill. I thought they dominated the 49ers in – the first half of that game, and then in the second half, I thought the 49ers came out, made adjustments, and again, this came out with Kyle Shanahan being a little bit more experienced at the coaching position than what Nick Sirianni is, but it's not just Jalen learning, isn't it? It's more about the coach also making that transition from being a coordinator into being a head coach, so this is all going through the training wheels process. Do you agree? Well, I, I'm not sure if it's the coaching or just the fact that I thought San Francisco overpowered them in the trenches on both sides of the line of scrimmage in the second half. I mean, even when Garoppolo went with a quarterback sneak, he wasn't just eking it out. You could see the pile move downfield about two or three yards. They were pushing the Eagles' defense back. And when it came to the Eagles' defense, they were getting no pressure on Garoppolo. So I thought uh, the Eagles had opportunities in the first half. They had a first and goal, or before that, they had a touchdown pass seemingly to Jalen Rager, and he was out of bounds by about three feet on the side, three inches on the sideline. And then they had a first and goal in the other direction after a pass interference on Devontae Smith, and they failed to convert. So you can go back to those as, as really turning points in the game, but still in all, the 49ers were the dominant team when it counted the most. Merrill, do you Jalen's play so far, are you starting to become a believer that he is going to be the quarterback of the future, or do you still need some more uh, quarters before you make that assessment? Dan, I made that assessment last season, and I believe he is. Uh, I watched him when he played against the Saints in his very first start, and I talked at length to Doug Peterson, who was around him all season, and I think he's I think he's the total package. Now, I have to be honest with you, uh, because of the COVID restrictions, I have not personally met any player drafted in the last two years. I see them under the tent, mass press conferences. I see them from the sideline during training camp. But it's, these are not the old days when you went into the locker room and hung out with a guy and you got to know them, or you, you watched them close up during the practice situation, or you, you saw them on the plane. I mean, we're not traveling. We're, not, uh, we're doing the away games virtually. So it's, it's an entirely different situation. But what I've seen of Jalen Hurts is a guy who's very bright, whose teammates just absolutely revere him. I think he's got a very underrated arm, 
by the general public. I think he's got plenty of arm strength and he has the ability to be very accurate. And I think he's a terrific athletic quarterback who can take off. And yet he's reluctant to do that unless all of his receivers are covered. So I, I think he's the total package and I have made up my mind that he's the quarterback going forward. Now, unfortunately, my mind is not the official mind of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. But, but, but you asked me what I think, and I think they've got somebody special. Is this offensive line that the Eagles have comparable to the championship offensive line? Because I'll tell you, Merrill, I am impressed. And Brian Baldinger came on our program, and he said, Sills, watch this kid, Jordan Mulata. I've been eyeballing him a lot. They gave him a contract extension. And he is a beast, one of the more athletic guys. I think he has a chance to be a Larry Allen type offensive lineman. I really like what I'm seeing. You watching the team pretty much on a day-to-day basis here, you think this group is as good as that group that won the Super Bowl? Well, I do when they're at full strength. Uh, Don't forget, they have now lost Brandon Brooks, who's one of the best guards in football, for who knows how many weeks. He's on injured reserve. He has a a strained pectoral muscle, so he could be out four, five, six weeks. I'm not able to evaluate that. So if you're talking about this offensive line with Brandon Brooks and outside of him, Lane Allen, uh, uh, you know, you got Lane Johnson, and then you're talking about uh, Jason Kelsey and Isaac Ciamalo and Jordan Mailata, who I agree with you. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a, an annual All-Pro. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl player from here on in. He's that special. But uh, I think we have to wait. We have to see how it plays out because now they're going to be playing a rookie, although he was one of the best offensive linemen in the college game last year uh, before he became injured. But they've inserted Landon Dickerson, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he plays. Merrill, a couple more questions for you here. Nick Sirianni, you know, I said this after the Atlantic game. You know, the designs of the place, Merrill, and the structure of the play calling – and all the things that they did in that Atlanta game on the road, I thought they were brilliantly constructed. I really loved the game plan. And then a little bit when they were home at the link, maybe, you know, he is putting an offensive package because maybe Hertz is still learning how to read the field. They've got him rolling a lot. You see some plus 25 plays. Maybe the Philly special wasn't something that should have been down in the red zone. They still have to work on their red zone offense. But so far with Nick Sirianni, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Now, I know everybody criticizes the guy for press conferences, but you don't win games at press conferences. You win games with playing, with play calling and with designing of offenses. And I, I'm pretty impressed with him so far. How do, you, how do you look at Nick Sirianni so far? Well, I like him a lot. But the only press conference that was really ridiculed where it wasn't putting him in the best light was the first one when they introduced him. Uh, but since then, his press conferences have been really down to earth and he communicates well. He's just a great guy and he's a bright guy and he has a passion for the game. I like Nick Sirianni a lot and I like his staff and his defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Mark my words, will be a head coach in this league in the next three or four years. So it's a, it's a good. And then when you talk about the offensive line, you have one of the best older coaches in football in South, Jeff Statlin. He's he comes from. Uh, Dick Saban's Alabama team, where they had all those great offensive linemen. And he's a guy who has had a lot of chances to leave, but the Eagles keep upping his salary and saying, we want you with us. So he's one of the best OL coaches in the game today. 
So I like the whole staff. I really do, uh, starting with Nick Sirianni. Okay, I have to end a debate with you here between Gary Cobb and myself. And I think because you've been around the team for 50-plus years, um, you, you, can, you can end this here. Gary says that the rivalry um, with the Eagles is the Dallas Cowboys. And I said this, listen, my uncle's Andy Robustelli. Okay, and when I grew up, it was Giants and Eagles, and it will always be Giants and Eagles. I, I don't know. The Cowboys, okay, I, I you know, because they're America's team, whatever. Merrill, end this debate here. Who is oh, the true easy. Eagle rivalry? Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. my God, really? Bird, Birds and the boys. They started a little years ago when – I'm going back in history – when somebody, a linebacker by the name of Leroy Jordan, kicked running back Timmy Brown's teeth out and the war was on. But it's it's Eagles-Cowboys here. But you know what? The Giants probably say it's Giants-Cowboys and the Washington-Cowboys are everybody's main rival. But it certainly is the Eagles. Hey, man. It's going to be a great Monday night, and I can't wait to see what happens, especially, like I said, over these next five games. Merrill, I appreciate you catching up with us. Thank you so much, my friend. Dan, it's great to talk to you. Have a great day. You got it. That is my friend Merrill Reese. We'll take a brief time out, and we will get right back to you. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak go for him go for her go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free what's that uh a rocks glass you're telling me that bottle is cut in half you could say that holy glasses for cocktails right it's for this this, this, and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. All right, so it's Eagles and Cowboys. The great Merrill Reese said it. So did, by the way, Gary Cobb. So I'm wrong. Oh, and by the way, Ron G. So during the interview when I'm talking to Merrill Reese, Ron G's going, hey, silly. See, this is why you love. East Coast people doing this. Silio, why don't you tell Merrill you hate the guy? You're making it sound like you're coming off like you like Jalen. I never said I did. I mean, and by the way, I never said I hated him. Tell him. Tell him you hate him. I, I never said I hated him. Ron's in there. You're going, tell him, Silio, you think he sucks. <laughs> it's not what I said. That is not what I said. Yes, you did. Scoreboard, bitch. It's what I heard. (laughs) Alex says it's Merrill's job to blow smoke. Well, anytime you get a play-by-play guy on, he's hired by the team. What do you think he's going to go? No, they suck. You know, that guy's... Uh, me and I, the Eagles, are just not going anywhere this year, especially, hey, they're going to lose every one of these ball games. Are you kidding me? going to be one in six after this game. See this gauntlet here? be one in six. <laughs> hey, Merrill, can you come in here? Yeah. How he wants to talk to you? About what? Well, did you say we're going to be one in six after this next five games? Oh, last time, see, Merrill was very careful. See, I blame Krause Jr. for this. If you notice, Merrill was very, um, he was very careful on our show. You see, because the last time he was on, he had to go on Angelo's show in WIP in Philadelphia. And he had to kind of like, you know, he had to kind of correct himself. And so I felt bad because you know what he did too. Hey, I got to tell you, he's really cool. And I, and I know he doesn't do a lot of shows anymore just because of that stuff. But he called me up. And I told Krause Jr. this, Dan, wow, can you believe what's going on? I said something as innocuous as potentially there's a deal with the Bills and everyone's saying that I'm saying that he's going to Buffalo. I said, you did say it here, though, Merrill. I, 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 did, I did hear you say it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know, I, no, I, I get it. You never said it. You never, you know, I, I understand. I, I, I get it. You said you never said it. Okay. Yeah. This Cowboys team this year that the Eagles will be playing on Monday, they are different. And here, here's a couple subtleties that I've seen just this second year under Mike McCarthy. 
personally, I think the coach, Mike McCarthy, I think the more he opens his pie hole, the more I actually don't like him as a coach. And the more I start doing this, I don't think he's a very good football coach. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just don't think he's very good. And when I watched him on hard knocks, I'm doing this. I, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy looks like that guy. When you walk into a room, you like feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? You know how you walk into a room, guy blows the room up, and you feel cool, and everybody's really having a good time, and you're high-fiving one another, and everybody's all good, right? You're all on the same page. Doesn't Mike McCarthy look like you walk into a room, and everyone goes, hey, man, I'm at it. Yeah, he's a, it's that guy. Yeah, right? I don't know. Something about him. Yeah, like maybe the owner is the coach <laughs> or the owner has the autonomy in the locker room. And if anybody has a bitch or a grievance, they don't go to the coach. They go to the GM slash owner or Steven. Right? Yeah, man. Hey, can, can you see these guys breaking bread with Mike McCarthy? Mike, what do you think of that play called down on third and short in the second half of the Eagle game? I mean, wh what were we thinking there? You're going to go upstairs and go, dude, that guy's got to get me to ball more. It's always been the disconnect in Dallas. Always been the disconnect. The coach doesn't have any authority in the room. If you don't have any authority in the room, how many people just here with us like to talk to people who don't make decisions? Who, who, who does that? So what do you think if I talk to your boss? Do you think your boss will say this or that? Well, I don't, you know. Why would you even ask that guy in the middle's opinion? I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to hear his opinion. His opinion doesn't matter to me. I want to go talk to the guy who makes all the decisions and goes thumbs up, thumbs down like he's Caesar. I don't want to talk to Mike McCarthy. It's just a dude in a room. He's just kind of a guy. Would you would you want to go like this if your job was on the line? Would you want to go like this? Yeah, well, guess get this. Just Mike said Kellen Moore is a stud. Yeah, he was hired by Jerry. Yeah, Brian, I saw the same thing you did. Okay. I mean, that that's all basically Mike McCarthy. I'll use your word, Brian. Mike McCarthy's a traffic cop. You go over here. You go over here. Um, what, what, what are we doing organizationally? He's not really a coach. He's more of like a department head. You know what I mean? And, and, and by the way, no disrespect to department heads, but everyone knows, okay, a department head answers to somebody. Okay, who's the floor manager? Every department that's on that floor answers to that manager. And then that manager goes to the CEO. And all those managers from all the floors give the opinion. Then the head coach or the GM or the CEO makes the final call on the direction of the organization, team, business. That's how it's done. With the Cowboys, you're doing this. Well, the GM makes all the decisions, including 
the game. Do you know that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are involved in the game plan? You talk about conflicts of interest. I mean, you got to be involved here. You know what happens sometimes when you are a guy like Jerry, and I love Jerry Jones. Okay? <laughs> okay? No, no, no disrespect to anybody. But when you're the master of so many things, or you think you're the master of so many things, you're the offensive coordinator. You're the personnel director. You're the GM of the team. You're the owner of the team. You're the marketing manager of the team. You're all these things, but yet you have guys that you've hired. It thins your true strength. What is Jerry Jones' true strength as the owner of the Cowboys? It's branding. It's not been football. For 26 years, the Dallas Cowboys have not gone to an NFC championship game. The Eagles have been 10 times more successful in the last 27 years. 10 times more successful. More division titles and an NFC championship and a Super Bowl in that. What have the Cowboys done? They haven't even made it to a conference championship game. <laughs> Smile says Jerry Jones has filed, fired his daughter twice. By the way, she's smoking too. Narcissism at its best. Yeah, man. But, but you know what? I actually think Steven does a pretty decent job at keeping Jerry on the rails when it comes to personnel. Oh, my God. Matt Hatter says Mike McCarthy reminds him of Rich Kotai. Rich Kotai sucks. Nunez says the Cowboys are a definition of dysfunctional. Yeah, but you know what, Nunez? The media, they buy into it because the Cowboys are so highly rated and because they've been so brilliantly marketed from Tech Schramm to Jerry Jones that they've been able to brand that team. Get this. Can you name me another team in American sports that has been branded without winning over the last nearly 30 years? I mean, can you? Can you name me a team that has gone up and tripled and tripled? He bought the team for $150 million. The team's worth almost $6 billion now. Can you name me a franchise in American sports where that kind of value and people talk about it like they win championships? Maybe Notre Dame. Would that be fair? Maybe Notre Dame. Every year, everyone puts Notre Dame in the top 10. And every year, Notre Dame gets into significant games and they get their brakes beat out of them, right? The two most overrated football programs in our country today are the Cowboys and Notre Dame. Now, are they most compelling? Absolutely. Compelling sells. But sometimes compelling and winning football collide. And then you have to separate it, and you have to do this. Well, wait a minute. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? Because the owner is so polarizing. Yeah, smile. Everyone thinks Notre Dame has been winning national championships over the last 20 years. I'll even give you this. Over the last 50 years, 88 national title. I think 77 then 73, 
and then 60-something. You're talking four national championships in the last 50 years. I mean, Miami's got more. Alabama has more in a decade. Clemson has won just as many. No, excuse me. They've won two national titles in the last 50 years. They won one in 81, and they won one under Dabo. I mean, see, the owner of the Eagles, though, his deal getting involved in draft picks, why? It just makes you think sometimes he looks at it as a toy and not like how Bob Kraft treats it as a business. Why, why is the owner of the Eagles involved in anything outside of signing checks? It's ego, okay? You're not a football guy, guys. Because you own a football team, does it make you a football guy? I mean, do you think that Warren Buffett, because he owns major stock in Coca-Cola, you think Warren Buffett is some sort of like a syrup cook and he knows how to make Coca-Cola? Or you think he's an insurance guy because he owns the majority of the stock in Geico? Okay, or do you think that it's something that's a passion of his because Warren Buffett every day drinks a Coke, he goes to the same diner, he has uh, ice cream, he owns the majority of the share in Dairy Queen, he loves Big Macs, you know what I'm saying? And he's got major stock in McDonald's. Those are all passions that he loves, but he's not going to go in there and make a bacon and egg cheese sandwich and go, hey, I know how to run McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, give me a Big Mac and hold the onions. And um, who's cooking it? Warren Buffett. Yeah, you see Warren back there. He's making a uh, he's making a double cheeseburger plain with no onions back there. Hold the pickles. <laughs> Guy likes McDonald's. He likes the brand. The NFL is a big brand of making money. But what happens is some of these owners, they dive in and they think, well, I'm a football guy now because I own a football team. <laughs> okay. Well, right? How many times? Look, look, at, look at the Jets. So Woody Johnson owns the Jets. That franchise has sucked for 100 years. Not really, bud. I mean, look, hey, 1969. Hey, 1969, man. I mean, you know, remember? No. You don't remember 1969? Put a man on the moon. Oh, yeah. Bobby Armstrong. No, Neil. Oh, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last time you guys won a Super Bowl is 1969. Okay. Yeah, we put a man on the moon. Don't you remember? Don't you remember, man, 1969? Woodstock and all that? No, dude. I don't remember. Woodstock. Hey, Mad Hatter, I wouldn't be saying it. until you guys won that Super Bowl a couple years in Philly, a couple years ago, you guys were screaming 1962 and Tommy McDonald. Hey, Don, were you not doing that? How many Eagle fans were screaming this? Tommy McDonald. Tommy McDonald, 1960. <laughs> yeah. 
Look at look, look at Matt Hatter. He's throwing shade now. And look at the Jets. Fifty-two freaking years. These guys haven't won. Yeah, Matt Hatter was going like this. Beat the Giants in the sixty title game. Franklin Field, bitch. Remember it. Roll OU, Tommy baby. Yeah. Hey, by the way, please do me a favor, too. Make sure you guys uh, follow me over on Twitter, too. We put some pretty good stuff out there, too. Um, so we appreciate it. By the way, please like the show. Hit that like button. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hey, look, as we get closer to this Monday night game, and by the way, I'll tell you something else, too, man. I can't wait for that Buccaneer-Rams game. Hey, that's going to tell me a little bit about both ball clubs. I'm so looking forward to that. Absolutely. You guys, once again, have been spectacular. Spectacular. I thank you guys so much, man. Each and every single day you jump on here just for a moment of your time to come aboard and check out Big Sills, man. You guys are spectacular. Thank you. Please like the show. If you missed any of it, go back on the Jacob Media channel and watch it a little bit later on. We'll catch you tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.